Amen. Welcome once again to the house of the Lord. I love the gathering of the saints. Amen. If you have your Bibles, you can open up to the book of Acts, chapter 9. Acts 9, verse 31. Then the churches throughout all Judea, Galilee, and Samaria had peace and were edified. And walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit, they were multiplied. The Passion Translation, after this, the church all over Judea, Galilee, and Samaria experienced a season of peace. The congregations grew larger and larger with the believers being empowered and encouraged by the Holy Spirit. They worshiped God in wonder and awe and walked in the fear of the Lord. The Spirit of the Lord is here today, he comes today to encourage this house. There are seasons, and they come and they go. I wonder if we can believe the word of the Lord found in Acts 9, verse 31. I wonder today if we can receive this word of the Lord. The church was entering a season of peace. I'd like to pause here and remind us of the fact that our peace is not of this world. Our peace is not subject to this world. Our peace is not subject to seasons. The Bible does say that the church experienced a season of peace, a season of rest. When we look at the word used here, it speaks of a state of national tranquility. Exemption from the rage and havoc of war. Peace between individuals. Harmony. Accord. Security, safety, prosperity, because peace and harmony make and keep things safe and prosperous. It speaks of the Messiah's peace. The way that leads to peace, salvation. Of Christianity. The tranquil state of a soul assured of its salvation through Christ and so fearing nothing from God and content with its earthly lot of whatsoever sort that is. Are not all fitting definitions of our reality in Christ? Can we speak prophetically today? The church, this church, Experiencing a season of peace, rest. The church having peace and being edified, that is the church being built up. The church founded, established, growing in wisdom, growing in affection, grace, virtue, growing in holiness, blessedness. For the church, isn't it true that every season is a season of the peace of Jesus? A peace that surpasses all human understanding, that transcends human understanding. 
Are we thankful for seasons of peace? Yes. Yet think of seasons of persecution. The church in times past has been edified and has flourished during seasons of persecution. How is this possible? I believe part of the answer is the season of peace always upon the church that is hid in Christ. The voice, and so the church enjoyed a period of peace and growth throughout the regions of Judea, Galilee, and Samaria. The disciples lived in deep reverence for the Lord. They experienced the strong comfort of the Holy Spirit and their numbers increased. The J.B. Phillips New Testament, the whole church throughout Judea, Galilee, and Samaria now enjoyed a period of peace. It became established, and as it went forward, as it went forward in reverence for the Lord and in the strengthening presence of the Holy Spirit, continued to grow in numbers. Rest, peace, edification, the building up. And what does the text say? A church walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit, and they were multiplied. The message reads, they were permeated with a deep sense of reverence for God. The Holy Spirit was with them, strengthening them. They prospered wonderfully. I want to remind us today of Matthew chapter 16, verses 18 and 19. The word of the Lord, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the kingdom, I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. You know what the gates of hell can't prevail against? The peace of Jesus. The teachings of Jesus. A people edified and built up on the right foundation. Walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit. Peace. John 14, verse 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. The teaching of Jesus, Psalm 19, verses 7 and 8, the instruction of the Lord is perfect, renewing one's life. The testimony of the Lord is trustworthy, making the inexperienced wise. How many can say amen to that? The precepts of the Lord are right, making the heart glad. The command of the Lord is radiant, making the eyes light up. The Passion Translation, God's Word is perfect in every way. Can I just stop and repeat myself this morning? God's Word is perfect in every way. How it revives our souls. His laws lead us to truth, and His ways change the simple into wise. His teachings make us joyful and radiate His light. 
His precepts are so pure. His commands, how they challenge us to keep close to his heart. The revelation light of his word makes my spirit shine radiant. Peace, edification, walking in the fear of the Lord. Proverbs 9, verses 10 and 11, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding, for by me, your days will be multiplied and the years of life will be added to you. Walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit, a church empowered and encouraged by the Holy Spirit. Jesus Christ never had it in mind that his church would exist, the New Testament church, without the empowering of the Holy Spirit. That's why he said, go and wait. Go and tarry. Wait for the promise that will be released from heaven. The strong comfort of the Holy Spirit, we need the strengthening presence of the Holy Spirit. If you're here today and you know the Holy Spirit, if you have the Holy Spirit, you know exactly what I'm talking about. The desperate need we have for the Holy Spirit. What is the answer for the church of Jesus Christ? The peace he has given us. The teachings he has given us, the instruction that Jesus has laid out in the text. The fear of the Lord is the answer for the church of Jesus Christ. The true church of Jesus Christ walks in the fear of the Lord. What is the answer for the church? Walking in the comfort of the Holy Ghost. You see, if we look for peace in other things or in others, our peace is subject to seasons. If we let go of the teachings of Jesus, if we ignore them, replace them, or tweak them, we end up messed up. If we choose the fear of other things or others over the fear of the Lord, we end up foolish. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Let's not look for comfort from any source but the Holy Spirit. Can we receive that word today? What does the Bible say? The Bible says, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. We say, oh, if we had might, then we'd have comfort. If we had power, then we'd have comfort. But the Bible says, it's by the spirit. The way to might and power is by the Spirit of the Lord. Zechariah 4, 6, not by might, nor by power, but by my Spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Let's take him at his word, amen? That's the word of the Lord. What is the answer for the church today? What is the way the church should take on as the great day of Christ's arrival approaches? I'm here to announce today that this is the reality the only way the church will rise the way God desires in this time in history, in this season, is this, Acts 9.31. Then the churches throughout all the regions had peace and were edified, and walking in the fear of the Lord, 
And in the comfort of the Holy Spirit, they were multiplied. The Amplified Bible, so the church throughout the whole of Judea and Galilee and Samaria had peace and was edified, growing in wisdom, virtue, and piety, and walking in the respect and reverential fear of the Lord. How many know we need a little bit of that today? A little bit of old school in the new school, come on. And in the consolation and exhortation of the Holy Spirit continued to increase and was multiplied. We need to stop going after the peace this world offers and gives and dive into the peace Jesus has left us, the peace that he has given to us. Peace. Edification being built up on the right foundation. We need to hold to the teachings of Jesus, not dumb them down for the unregenerate world. Not tweak them so a corrupt culture finds solace. Not mess with them, making them more palatable, making them more tolerable. For the Bible says, are you ready for this church? 2 Corinthians 6, verses 14 to 17, reading out of the old Bible, the King James. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Anybody here looking for a spouse? For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness. And what communion hath light with darkness? This is the text, this is the Bible, and guess what? It's in the New Testament. And what concord hath Christ with Belial? Or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. As God hath said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. As a great man of God said, to pursue union at the expense of truth is treason to Jesus. He went on and said, if you know a gospel which is approved by the age, patronized by the learned, that gospel is a lie. We have to walk in the fear of the Lord, not the fear of man, not the fear of other things. We walk in the fear of the Lord no matter what the world says or thinks or even if they laugh at us. Charles Spurgeon said these words, I fear that some men would sooner be damned than be laughed at. What would people think if they hear that I'm a Jesus freak? What would people do if they find that it's true? Do you care if they label you a Jesus freak? Don't disguise the truth. The truth is we do foolish things and act foolishly and speak foolishly when we walk in the fear of other things. Because the Bible says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The beginning. It's not just wisdom. The text is clear. 
Psalm 27, verses 1 to 3, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Let that shoot some adrenaline into your soul today. When the wicked came against me to eat up my flesh, my enemies and foes, they stumbled and fell. Though an army, though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war may rise against me, in this I will be confident. The message says this, so with him on my side, I'm fearless, afraid of no one and nothing. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and of love and of a sound mind. If you have a spirit of fear, it is not from God. What do we need more now than ever? Many things, including love. But what is one thing that we need now more than ever as a New Testament church? The comfort of the Holy Spirit. We need to be empowered and encouraged by the Holy Spirit. We need the strong comfort of the Holy Spirit. We need the strengthening presence of the Holy Spirit. The truth is, some have it messed up. They think if they have might and power, they don't need the Spirit. That's not Christ's church. It's the arm of the flesh. The Holy Spirit is at work. The words of David Wilkerson, a triumphant church is rising up even now. Coming out of great trials of faith, this last day's church is emerging from long days of affliction and fiery furnaces. The Holy Spirit is at work bringing his people into a place of utter brokenness. He's leading them to a revelation of weakness in their own flesh in order to show himself strong. His people are coming to the end of themselves, their stubborn wills crushed until their mindset becomes only, thy will be done. And through it all, they are becoming wholly dependent on the Lord. Does this describe your situation? Perhaps you've been walking with Jesus for years and you've never faced a test like the one in front of you right now. Things coming at you seem to be overwhelming. Things that only God can do something about. And you realize that only he can bring you through. He continues, the Holy Spirit does not perform his work, his work in us in some disjointed, haphazard way. He doesn't exist to simply help us cope with life, to get us through crises, and to see us through lonely nights. He isn't there just to pick us up and pump a little more strength before putting us back into the race. Everything the Holy Ghost does is related to his reason for coming, to bring us home as a prepared bride. He acts only in keeping with that mission. Yes, he is our guide, our comforter, our strength in time of need, but he uses every act of deliverance, every manifestation of himself in us to make us more suitable as a bride. 
Neither is the Holy Ghost here to just give gifts to the world. No, his every gift has a purpose behind it. The Holy Spirit has only one message. Everything he teaches leads to one central truth. He may shine in us like a many splendored jewel, but every ray of truth is meant to bring us to a single truth, and it is this. You are not your own. You have been bought with a price. You have been chosen to be espoused to Christ, and the Spirit of God has been sent to reveal to you the truth that will set you free from all other loves. Truth will break every bondage to sin and deal with all unbelief. For you are not of this world. We are not of this world. In the world, not of the world. You are headed for a glorious meeting with your espoused and are being readied for his marriage supper. All things are now ready and I am preparing you. I want to present you spotless with the passionate love in your heart for him. That's the work of the Holy Spirit, to manifest Jesus to the church so that we will fall in love with him, and that love will keep us. I don't know about you this morning, but the cry of my heart, I want to be a more suitable bride. I want to be more suitable as a bride. I want the church of Jesus Christ to be more suitable as a bride. We are espoused to Christ. We need the strengthening power of the Holy Spirit. How is he preparing his bride, his true bride? His true bride is being edified, built up on the right teachings. Not tweaking the book. Not messing with it. His true church is walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Ghost. There are many here today that know just desperately, that know how desperately we need the Holy Spirit. The empowering of the Holy Spirit, we need the encouragement of the Holy Spirit. We need the strengthening of the Holy Spirit, that strong comfort. If we don't feel this desperate need, I ask today, have we come to the end of ourselves? Have we been brought to the place of utter brokenness? Have we been led to the revelation of weakness in our own flesh? Have we come to the end of ourselves, our stubborn wills crushed? Has our mindset become, thy will be done? Through it all, are we becoming wholly dependent on the Lord? Does this describe our situation. Acts 9, 31. Then the churches throughout all Judea, Galilee, and Samaria had peace and were edified and walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit, they were multiplied. This is the heart of Jesus for his church. You can have the worship team return today. He desires peace for his church. 
that it be a place of peace. Let this house be a place of peace. He desires that his people live under the canopy of peace, that they be governed by the peace that he gives, a peace that is so unlike the peace the world gives. In every season, Jesus wants his church edified, built up. Ephesians 4, verses 11 to 16, and he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. Why? For what? For the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children, tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. 1 Corinthians 14 verse 12 even so you, since you are zealous for spiritual gifts, let it be for the edification of the church that you seek to excel. I see this and read it in two ways. Since you are zealous for spiritual gifts, let it be for the edification of the church that you seek to excel, that you seek to excel. But it can be read this way. Let it be for the edification of the church, Christ City the church you seek to excel, the place you seek to excel. This is our, our house. We're all in this together. Jesus' true church walks in the fear of the Lord. Isaiah 33, verse 6, wisdom and knowledge will be the stability of your times and the strength of salvation. The fear of the Lord is his treasure. Verse 8, let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. Deuteronomy 14, verse 23, and you shall eat before the Lord your God in the place where he chooses to make his name abide. The tithe of your grain and your new wine and your oil, of the firstborn of your herds and your flocks, that you may learn to fear the Lord your God always learn to fear the Lord. Psalm 34 verse 11, come you children, listen to me, I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Peace, edification, walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Ghost. Jesus church walks in the comfort of the Holy Ghost. John 14 verse 16, and I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper, comforter, advocate, intercessor, 
counselor, strengthener, standby to be with you forever. Verse 26, but the helper, comforter, advocate, intercessor, it is the amplified, counselor, strengthener, standby, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, in my place to represent me and act on my behalf. He will teach you all things. We need the Holy Spirit to teach us. And he will help you remember everything that I have told you. John 15, 26, but when the helper, comforter, advocate, intercessor, counselor, strengthener, standby comes, whom I will send to you from the Father. That is the spirit of truth who comes from the Father. He will testify and bear witness about me. Listen, we desperately need the Holy Ghost. Jesus wants to multiply his church. He wants to multiply his true church. That's his heart. Multiplication. Second Peter 3.9 The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. This is the heart of Christ. He wants his church full. How many like a big church? I shared with the first service, not mentioning any names, an individual came. I think it's happened more than once actually came and said to one of the leaders, I like a smaller church. I feel more comfortable in a smaller church. So I'm going to go to a smaller church. And the leader just said to the individual, well, you know, the church you go to, I hope it doesn't grow. Because what are you going to do if it grows? Oh, I'm not comfortable. If you get too big, let's check out. You become a church hopper for the rest of your life if you're attending the true church of Jesus Christ. And what does he want? He wants you to get planted. And he wants you to bloom where you're planted. He wants you to grow. He wants you to put down deep roots. It doesn't mean that people aren't sent out. That's not what I'm talking about. forbid we say we don't want the church to grow. I just think that's like a slap in Christ's face. Multiplication. 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 That's Jesus' heart for his church. I will build my church. The gates of hell won't prevail against it. His heart for his church hasn't changed, and so let us receive his peace. Abide in his presence. Let us be edified. Let us walk in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit. And I say this morning, Lord Jesus, bring the increase. Lord Jesus, bring your increase. Caught up in trying to be, trying to be in everybody, 
That's a disease that's crept into the church. Caught up in trying to be in everybody. Good old Spurgeon. I would rather be nobody at Christ's feet than everybody anywhere else. Not to us, but to your name be the glory, Lord. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God unto salvation. I am not ashamed. I understand what your word says, Lord, that you've given us a peace that surpasses all human understanding. I understand what your word says, Lord, that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. I understand that you said go and wait and tarry. You need the Holy Ghost. The New Testament church needs the power, the strengthening power, presence, comfort of the Holy Ghost. I understand that you said do not take away from the book. Do not add to the book. Don't tweak the book. Don't come up with the paraphrase and throw it in the hands of every believer and say, that's the text. It's a set of commandments. We can't amend them. Walk in the fear of the Lord. Edification being built up on the right teachings. I understand, Lord, that you said, be holy as I am holy. I understand, Lord. He said, I'm in the world, but I'm not, I'm not of the world. In the world, but not of. The heart of God breaks. When a message goes forth. conversation and dialogue is had where we tweak the word change it to make it more tolerable I don't care if it's for a family member if it's for a friend for the lost it does not matter Jesus didn't say tweak the word, get them in, love them in he said the truth shall set them free. It's the truth that sets people free. It's the truth that sets people free. Yesterday, Pastor Ron sent me a text. Sunday service, December 27, 2020. During the prayer, the Holy Spirit spoke to Pastor Ron and said, plague is ended. Pastor Ron doesn't know what that means in relation to the world or to other churches, but for this church, the plague has ended. The plague has ended. And now we increase again and the churches we serve in the nations will be multiplied. The true church of Jesus Christ walks in his peace, rests in his peace, is hid in Christ. The peace of Jesus that surpasses all human understanding, that is not subject to the seasons, not subject to the winds of change, 
being built up and edified on the teachings of Jesus. The church that walks in the fear of the Lord, how are we going to move forward? How are we going to go forward? Walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit. We're not taking away one member of the Trinity. We're not just serving the Father and the Son. We believe in the threefold court. We believe in the Trinity. We Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. If Jesus said the New Testament church needs the Holy Ghost, we need to call on the Holy Spirit. We need to be empowered by the strengthening presence of the Holy Spirit. Psalm 106, verse 30. Then stood up Phineas and executed judgment. And so the plague was stayed. The plague was ended. And now we increase. Now we increase. Now we increase. Now we increase. Multiplication is the heart of Christ. Build your church, Lord. Build your church.